That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a memorial podcast remembering Kahina Ziri, outspoken witness to the events in Nairobi, and thankfully a woman of conscience. The truth came out and we are here to talk exclusively about that in this minute, remembering how she lived, not how she died in minute 89 of the movie. How dare you get all reverent about her now? (laughs) I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't follow. We can move into minute 89 or alternatively titled For Kahina. I do want to say, because this comes back to something that we talked about before, how the pacing of the edits was was working like music, was picking up and building towards a crescendo. And this is obviously a crescendo where Kahina chillingly i love the decision on the part of of how to to do the beats of this she turns sees anatoly while he's looking at the train Mm -hmm. and then his eyes lock with hers it's it, it would have been almost more predictable to have him looking at her when she turns around but the way that that's done is it's just she's not even a person it's it's very it's very effective and then he obviously throws her in front of the train a moment that I know will not last in time, but this movie came out so close to House of Cards. Yep. It is impossible for me to separate those two events. I won't spoil House of Cards for someone who hasn't seen it, but it was ridiculous. I don't know if it was a matter. It was like the same day that it came out, but I remember thinking, this is wild. Anyway, Kahina dies, and it's the crescendo of that plot line. Like We've kind of been talking about how Lois heading to the capital is one, and Kahina passing her from June is where these two narratives kind of crisscrossed. This ends with her killed, which we knew was going to happen with Anatoly following her. But we shift from that to you would have expected to to keep another crescendo coming, but instead we get this even more ominous build up to the second crescendo with Lois going to the Capitol and June going to the Capitol and Superman coming that it's just dragging out knowing that someone has just been murdered, that it it gives a sensation of what is about to happen right now, considering that that's just what I watched. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it'd be Lois knows what's going on and now June knows what's going on and Superman is there. And so you know, June has that confidence now, and so can we have that? Like, is this is something bad about to happen, or is something about to be foiled? Like, we know. I think what's fascinating about the way that this is structured and having Kahina die is that it's, it's confirmation that like this is this web that was spun by Lex. Like, he is pulling these strings now, and there is a something is definitely about to happen because other you know the the timing of 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 killing Kahina and him being there and and all this other stuff going on, it's very clear that an event is about to happen. Um, but how could it, right? It's in public. Superman is there. Yep. Um, you know, Finch is, is about ready. You know, she can blow the, the lid on the whole thing, right? In about 10 seconds, up, up at the mic. And so it feels like now that we've gotten to that moment of Kahina is dead, we know something bad is going to happen. That's when they slow it down. And then they're like, let's take our time getting to this last beat the the world is watching the world is watching from outside the capital 
divided between supporting Superman and hating him based on the signs that these people are are holding out in front as Lois is kind of um, joining the throng on the front line. Did you, did you spot the guy in the uh, Homelander cosplay, it looks like? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back, yes. He's wearing a he's wearing a cape or a American flag. Cape. At first, <laughs> it was just kind of I, I chuckled just because it was because of the flag, but then I, I went back and I watched it like frame by frame, and he's wearing like a blue suit with like knee high red boots that are like it's very Homelander looking. <laughs> I don't know if it was if it's a Homelander Homelander homage or not, since obviously that's a, a character in the comics, but it looks a lot like his um like his suit from the from the show. <laughs> Yeah, someone claiming claiming Superman for America would not surprise me. Yeah. I think what's fascinating about this minute and all the specifically with all the signs is it's all very politically and socially charged like it's borrowing from a lot of the same language that you would see on like protest signs in the real world and just kind of reorienting them to to Superman. But then also the people are all the the way they're dressed and, and the way they're acting feels like it's it's targeting specific social groups also but it doesn't it's not a clean parallel for like what you would expect if this was like a an analogy for modern politics in the US if that makes sense yeah. it's like the dude with like the like the hipster with the mohawk and the no whatever alien. is has the has the like no aliens sign and then the like the pro Superman people look kind of like they're like MAGA, and it's just a really interesting mix. Which obviously I, I would say is probably pretty intentional because they're not trying to they're they're just trying to draw, show a general sentiment. But I did find that really interesting that they yeah, they mixed and matched a lot of signage and language and and uh, and and people into um, exhibiting the same ideas, but not necessarily assigning to like. I don't know. I feel like the, there's a cringe version of this that's like the Republicans hate him and the Democrats don't like. <laughs> it's it's hard to remember when this movie came out. People said this kind of protest is not believable, <laughs> or that um, oh wow, that wouldn't make the connection between some of the sentiments on these signs and sentiments that were maybe not on signs at the Capitol with groups this big, but certainly being expressed everywhere. Like there are signs that say we are alive because of Superman, Mm -hmm. which is a good, I like to think that's if Stephen Colbert was at this rally, you would be (laughs) holding a sign uh, with a photo of Metropolis saying you idiots. Um, He's the only reason we're alive. You can't be Christian and pro alien. Yeah. Which is one that fits right back in with the montage, and also why can't like why can't you be? Yeah, but the, but the ones that stand out like aliens doom nations, mm-hmm. and when invasion becomes reality, revolt becomes duty. Those don't make sense unless they're a, an allegory for something else. Like yeah, aliens doom nations. What do you mean? Like what are you talking about? The, this is he's the first alien. You are not alone. Right. Right. That sign doesn't make sense unless it is meant to be read in the rhetoric space right. that this is pe- inviting people into of – I mean, this is just – you're talking about aliens of ethnicity, outsiders, xenophobia, um, whether they be what – go through the history since we're in Washington, um, Irish, Chinese, Muslim – just like go through one group after another that was ostracized by saying that these doomed nations, we're being invaded. Um, it is our duty as Americans to, uh, you know, Superman is un-American, I think mm-hmm. is, is another sign. 
again, it is hard to imagine that in 2016, when when this movie came out, that people thought that people missed this. Yeah. Well, or the, there's one that literally says Superman equals illegal alien. Which he is. But then you also have what you have, share the planet, marry yep. me, Superman, we're safer <laughs> with Superman. Uh, yep. Superman is saving lives. Or there's one that I, I, I laughed at when I saw is uh, Superman was sent to destroy. But then did you catch the, uh, did you see that one? It's got a design on it then. And it's that swastika. Oh, yes. Yeah. A swastika inside the Superman shield. It's, yeah, it's the symbol that we spent like an episode trying to figure out only to find out that it was in the art book. I don't think it's directly tied to that, but it's interesting to introduce that as a piece of visual language in this world that existed prior to the nightmare. Exactly. How in the world could someone, you know, like what evidence could possibly uphold that Superman equals Nazis? Yeah. Lots, lots of stuff to dig in there. But I think the, the message is in the polarity Right, right. Of, of those messages. Well, and you even have, and I think this is the area where it gets the most, I don't want to say unrealistic as like a criticism, because I don't think... Heightened? They have, the. it's a very, um, yeah, it's a heightened, it's a surreal depiction of, of a, it's very conceptual, because like you have up at the front of this line, you've got this girl wearing, with the face paint and a the... blue, like, crew neck sweater, right, that you would get, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And she's like crying and laughing and jumping and clapping. Oh my God, he's here. Next to this angry, angry young man yeah. <laughs> with a shouting. Um, just, just, yeah, man, he's just screaming. And I don't know what he's screaming, but I can imagine. And he's got the, and this is one of those areas where I'm talking about, like, they're kind of flipping. I feel like the equivalent paradigms that you would have in the real world. But yeah, but the, so the idea that they would be like at this event, like right next to each other, being that expressive is is what much more of an artistic depiction than I th- I feel like a more, you know, I don't think they would be standing there that way <laughs> in real life. <laughs> they wouldn't allow them to mix. Yeah, exactly. They, they would have to be like cordoned off into like separate areas or something. Like even at sports games, people that are wearing different jerseys don't don't chill that, you know, that well next to each other. So, um, oh yeah, so you got these two, these two people, one's like very pro Superman, one's anti Superman, and then Lois walks up behind them. And did you catch what happens at that moment? Um, uh, no. A horse walks in front of the camera. Not the last time we'll be seeing that horse. I, I didn't notice it the first time, and I went back to get a closer look at some of the signs or something, and then the camera literally gets crossed over by a horse, and it's as Lois comes up to look at the, um, like to see the capital, I think to see him arriving at that moment, actually, which felt very like a horseman of the apocalypse kind of crossing in front of her vision. It felt very, uh, I don't know, it wasn't as overt, but I think fits with the the horse usage up to this point. We love the horse usage. <laughs> we do follow Superman into the capital. There are two things to call attention to. One is, I'll just, I'll get out of the way now because it's kind of plot stuff that we'll be circling back to but greg returns to bruce and says another one came this morning mr wayne is is something that could be missed but is going to end up being pretty crucial especially to what we're talking about with lex's plotting Mm -hmm. this is one of the victims fund checks that wallace has been returning has been rejecting another one came this morning and it is handed to bruce and he returns to watching superman arriving at the capitol i don't know if there is a section of the movie that I would be paying more rapt attention to if it was on mute uh, in the background than him walking the halls of the Capitol building. 
it harkens back to obviously, well, maybe not obviously, him being handcuffed in uh, Man of Steel, walking with the military, which is such a powerful message, like in and of itself. And here, him walking the halls of the U.S. Capitol and everyone's response to him, culminating in this silent, you know, nothing but foley um, walk into the actual hearing room. I feel like that's a little bit funny when I watch it because it's it's so I don't mean to to ruin like the moment of like gravity and significance of Superman in the American Capitol building with with like a joke but like if that was me like I wouldn't be able to find my way to the like to the right room <laughs> I would, like I would either be like confidently walking into like the wrong pl- like area and pretend be like oh, I meant to be there or I would be like, oh, sorry, that door, which, 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 and so, so to be as someone who like gets random, like social anxiety about situations like that, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to ask someone for directions or I'm, I'm just going to go sit in the bathroom and see if there's a map on my phone or like, <laughs> and so, and so, so to, to be someone who, who is that way and then to see Superman walk in there and know that he's someone that, you know, he, he's got anxiety too, right? How is yep. he like wearing this suit, like has to, has to be superman walking down right. this hall to find his way in there i just think is a um um i don't know if that's something that necessarily adds or subtracts from the from the movie itself just me personally would not be so graceful or commanding trying to find the right place and then i'd slip in and be like i just sit in the back here or <laughs> like do i wait do I, like who who speaks do you do you speak first or do i speak first right yeah um, if this was christopher reeve he would definitely <laughs> Excuse me, could you <laughs> direct me to the hearing? Which, like, yeah. that would also be great, yeah. uh, but different Superman for different movies. I assume Man of Steel here is uh, using his super hearing and vision to uh, see and then look like he knows his way around when in reality he's, True. he's cheating. That's why he descended so slowly was because yeah, he was right. getting an aerial <laughs> map of the – and he's like, okay, they're all sitting in the rotunda – or not in the rotunda. The, uh, they're in the, the hearing room and then I'll – okay. It's kind of setting up a, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about where this would be a historic moment for Clark and he, t- he went to his mom – to find out what he should do. I think it's interesting that we we ultimately don't have him saying anything or even like revealing what his feeling is. All we have is he's here, he came. Yeah. And and he's forced, like you said, in that suit, he's forced to do it as the most alien mm-hmm. that, that he can, even though like... I feel like he, if he was there as Clark, he would say something like, Yeah. Do I sit? Do I whatever? But he's like, he's, he's a symbol... Now, not even of his own making necessarily, but he recognizes that he has to, like, they are all, they're all here for him. And I realized that, like, it's been a while since I was kind of forced to walk into a scenario like this. And I have fortunately, well, like, and selfishly fortunately, have never felt like I was an alien in my own uh, country mm-hmm. or an outsider in my own community. But that's what he's dealing with right now. And I think it is no coincidence that there is like a sadness that that comes through as he is forced to just kind of like, what's he going to say? Right. Yeah. As I, I grew up in Kansas, I'm as American as it gets. Why am I? Yeah. Now the, the occasion that he's being called for here is serious. Mm-hmm. So he's being serious that, that he knows how that, that only is going to make him more alien. Like that's only going to make him more distant to all these people. And we have various reactions from, from, 
different people. My my wife pointed out the the one lady in the hearing who is kind of eyeing up Superman from head to toe and likes what she sees. <laughs> but the the man in military dress has his eyes locked on Superman as he kind of feels for his seat. Like all of the stuff really speaks loudly. And then we get, I know the shot in this that both of us are just like grinning ear to ear is walking through the rows and we don't even see his face. It is just his massive barrel chest yeah. and the Superman logo that is right out of a comic book as the people all turn and sit down as, as he's walking by. Um, you don't need dialogue. Like you don't need anyone to say anything. It's just the sound of his footsteps and all of these people just silently yeah. dumbstruck. Well, and the way there's a murmur of conversation and then him just being there, there's, there's silence. And and you can't tell if it's a, if it's fear or respect. Yeah, I, I think in, intentionally so um, because there's there is a tension in it, but also no nobody feels hostile. Like everyone is just kind of waiting to see what happens next. Um, they're kind of in awe that he's there, but also you know a little. But it seems like they are all like the audience, thinking like, "What does this mean?" Mm-hmm. for for him to be here this is what june asked for that that he was expected to come but now that he has well and it's also an interesting moment because as as we had a joke from john stewart earlier i mean his his costume kind of breeds or, or, or breathes like american patriotism in a way because of the the colors are and so the, the the that kind of red and blue colors in this building feels like it should be at home right yeah but it's not it's out of place the, the one thing I want to call out just because we have that shot of him coming down the hallway is this was the first time because we spent so much time talking about it that it evoked his arrival in the nightmare. Oh, yeah. It has that same feeling where um, people kneeling there was uh, sinister, even though it like on the other hand is fitting him walking the i mean also it should it should be said just because we we don't talk about it enough because it's kind of true across the board but this this scene is lit color corrected and everything beautifully like this you could you could take any second of this and make a, an oil painting of it but where no hearing in a senate <laughs> in the u.s capitol uh would ever be lit like this yeah superman able to cast shadows on himself mm-hmm. where you could you could light the scene where you see him head to toe and you get a look at his, I mean, though it's probably, I'm getting horrible flashes of justice league right now where you see every bit of his costume and it looks like he's wearing a costume and he's walking in here and there's an element of silliness to it. But the Mm -hmm. way that this whole thing is lit is that that Superman symbol is part of him. Yeah. And that makes it weirder that he's now entered the room because it is as weird as it should be that the incongruity of this god and this pedestrian institution it reaches a crescendo in the next minute with like what i'm sure I, i've already said too often but is one of my favorite shots of the entire movie just the feeling of him walking in it feels like everyone uh savior antichrist right god monster something has walked into the room and everyone in the room is breathless because a god is walking among them Right. Well, I was going to say it. the The nature of him being here, and like I was mentioning with his his costume, kind of feeling American? Question mark. It it reminds me of of like the the uh, the Watchmen. The Superman is real, or the Superman exists, and he's American. And then later on, he says, "That's not what I said. What I said was God exists, and he's American." And then kind of continue with that. If that doesn't give you a sense of 
uh, what's the what's the line? Like if that doesn't make you pause to feel the the significance of this moment, it's huge. And they, and I think they don't like we've been saying that not everybody knows how it's how it's going to go yet. All they know is that the most powerful man in the world has come so far apparently in peace, submit or to to speak to hear what like why is he here? Yeah, like there there is no outcome of this that is not going to be like historic, and everybody knows it. And everyone is asking what is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Is he going to say, this, yeah, this is a sham? And why am I, I don't, I don't answer to you, you answer to me? Or is he going to submit? Or is he, you know, is he, does he, is he going to exonerate himself? Is he going to, like, I don't know if you can look prepared for this, but she takes note of, of him entering and we are left wondering as minute 89 comes to a close with him strutting up through the rows. I guess if we're equating it with the nightmare, then June would be in the position of Batman watching him approach, and that did not turn out well for Bruce. Nope. So I guess we'll wait and see how it turns out for June. Until then, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at BVS by the Minute. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, we encourage it. Recommend it to a friend. Listen to every episode of the show if you haven't already, as well as the Justice League episodes, which might have slipped by people if you're just going by the commentary. You can find them all at SnyderMinute.com. You can also support us with your dollars at patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. It'll also grant you access to our bonus content. You can listen to our full interview with Rich Citron, and there's going to be more cool stuff as we go into there as kind of the hype is building around while we're recording this Justice League. It's never been more exciting. And on that note, entering the U.S. Capitol building, uh, boy, the sky's the limit. I feel like we're, we're just, we're fixing to burst. <laughs> But I did find that really interesting that they really mixed and matched a lot of. I should probably wait for that to. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs>